Edison, Rosie and Anthony Hansen, Russell Harty, Janet Hickson, Joyce Hornsby, Mugienzi Innocent, Sir Peter Jonas, Penny Jones, Edna Maud McGough, Lois and Alan Pimental, Simon Rue, Dorothy Reynolds and Angus Mackay, Coral Samuel, Sir Nicholas Sirota, Christian Wood, and Michael Worrell. Foreword by Robert Winston Some years ago, archaeologists digging in a pit in Vaucluse, southeastern France, uncovered what appeared to be a very early pre-human jawbone. The evidence suggests that it belonged to a man who was probably around 45 years old. Using various sophisticated chemical techniques, it was eventually dated to be about 700,000 years old. Because our ancestors had a very different diet, dental decay was not common then, so it is rather unusual that all the teeth in that jaw were missing. Bone growth in the dental sockets showed that the teeth had been lost at varying intervals many years before that individual's death. The jaw was clearly the site of multiple dental abscesses, which would have been extremely painful and made eating difficult. Unlike modern Provençal cuisine, most of the food then available in this region of France was very tough and hard. Even if fire was used to soften his food, some archaeologists believe that it would have been difficult or impossible for the owner of this jawbone to masticate sufficiently to allow digestion. Yet, most unusually, he had lived for many years with serious dental disease. So anthropologists and other experts have wondered whether some of his comrades in his cave chewed his meat for him before he ate and swallowed it, so that he could avoid the pangs of hunger and survive. Altruism is a deep-seated instinct, and has existed since before human history. In more recent times, charity has been the leading example of human altruism. One might argue it is one of the few traits that distinguishes us from animals. Charity is a moral imperative in human affairs, existing in virtually every culture. In ancient India, Vedic theology expected each person to extend the God's shelter to others, particularly the protection of children and animals. Today, Hindu families are still renowned for their hospitality for feeding the needy, giving alms and clothing, planting trees and digging wells to protect the environment. By such behaviour, they pursue a righteous life. Three and a half thousand years ago in Mesopotamia, Hammurabi's code recorded a crude form of public charity to protect women and orphans. But monotheistic religions went much further. We know from biblical accounts, charity was well established as a key requirement of the Jewish law, care for the sick being pivotal. The institution of the sabbatical year over 3,000 years ago was designed so that the poor may eat, and charity, in biblical Hebrew tzedakah, was commonly rated at giving a tenth of one's income. This is still considered indispensable to anybody wanting to live a good life. Zakat, the equivalent for Muslims, is recognized in the Quran and regarded as obligatory. It is one of the five pillars of Islam. Muslims have a similar word to Jews, in Arabic, sadaqah, voluntary almsgiving. The rise of Christianity led to the establishment of important charitable institutions and activities, initially in Europe. Treating illness and providing hospitality for the destitute and hungry regarded as universal obligations. One example of such charity is seen with our earliest hospitals in Britain. St. Thomas's and St. Bartholomew's 
established in the early Middle Ages, are great institutions which still lead in the best medical care. Like so many famous schools in England, these foundations were the result of endowment and support by the church. By the 18th century, church support of various medical institutions had been largely replaced by public charity. In the capital, the famous London Hospital, St George's, Guy's and Westminster Hospital were all supported by charitable donations, so-called voluntary contributions, as were many other medical institutions, for example in Edinburgh, Glasgow, Bristol, Birmingham, Cardiff and Manchester. Without such a well-established network, the modern NHS could never have been effectively established. Although medical causes and medical research remain the biggest recipients of charity in Britain, charity has been vital for so much of what we most value about British society. It is impossible to think of modern Britain without considering...